the last time these two met, one was left for dead. It's Faith. She's awake. Buffy's greatest rival comes back for revenge. What'd you think? I'd wake up and we'd go for tea? An all-new Buffy. Welcome to Happy Burger, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 15, This Year's Girl. We'll talk about plot, and we will talk about characters, specifically my favorite homicidal lunatic. Lunatic? Lunatic. <laughs> so spoilers about this episode, every episode before it, after it the comics, possibly even other shows or movies. Grab your bucket hats and practice your face punching. It's time for Cleavagey Slut Bomb Hunt. Uh, welcome welcome back to my co-host, co-host number one, Stacia, say hello. Hello. Co-host number orange, Daniel, say hello. It's just a scarf part of me, really. <laughs> Uh, my name is Kelly, and we're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, specifically Season 4's Episode 15, This Year's Girl. Season 4's Episode 15? Yeah, that sounds right. This Year's Girl, which originally aired on February 22nd of the year 2000. Written by Doug Petrie. Uh, this is the fifth of 17 total for the series. The last one was The Initiative, and the next one will be The Yoko Factor. Directed by Michael Gershman. And this is the fourth of ten for the series. The last one was A New Man, so just a couple ago. And the next one will be Blood Ties, which is a season five episode where we find out that Dawn, well, Dawn finds out that she's the key. And it's actually a Buffy birthday episode, which I didn't know. Of course, you could smash in all my toes with a hammer and it would still be the bestest Buffy birthday bash in a big long while. Right. Anyway, Michael Gershman, we've talked about multiple times, the principal cinematographer on the show. He does. He's been there from the beginning and he goes through the whole series. So it was a different person that did the cinematography. Ray something that I should have written down, but... Isn't that fun? What happened in this episode? <laughs> Faith's back. She's back. We, we start in a dream. Well, we start with a previously on that shows a bunch of scenes of Faith. So we're all really surprised when the first scene is a dream sequence of Faith. Right. Uh, she wakes up. She's in a coma. Coma be damned. She's back. First thing she does is beat up a girl, take her clothes, because what else are you going to do? Uh, she spies on Buffy just long enough to refuel that vengeance engine. And starts picking on the scoops. Uh, she goes to UC Sunnydale because that's where Buffy hangs out a lot now. And fight ensues. Faith kind of goes to lick her wounds. A random demon guy has a very important gift from the mayor. Um, I don't know how she got that information, though, because she immediately murders the messenger. Watches the, the, the tape, which I hope came with instructions, but but again, the, the she murdered the guy. So somehow figures out that a little device the mayor gave her is a body-swapping thing, but... Do we really know that? Because Faith goes to, to to kick Buffy's ass again by going to her house where Joyce is. And Buffy was like, oh, my, 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 I have a family member. I forgot about her. I should yes. go check on her to see if uh, the homicidal maniac is, is, is there. And she is. And they fight. And Faith touches Buffy's, gr- grasps hands with Buffy and the little device in her hand. And then who we think is Buffy knocks Faith out. Wow. But wow. then, sh- shock, Buffy, when asked, are you okay? utters Faith's catchphrase, five by five. What does it mean? We won't know until next week. But some fun facts. We want to talk about some fun facts. There's not a whole lot. Uh, Doug Petrie did a DVD commentary for this episode, so I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I hear him talk, I lose respect for him. But 
Uh, <laughs> well, he's on my shit list this year, so. Yeah, because of the whole debacle with the, the three writer. Doomed. doomed, and then this had to happen, so yeah. this is tough. But he did, he does make a lot of uh, points that I agree with wholeheartedly <laughs> about Faith. So uh, this year's girl is actually an Elvis Costello song, but okay. there was a, this, this episode was almost titled Rise and Shine. Is Faith a fucking Elvis Costello head? Like, I mean, what, we, what are we, I put the song on earlier just because I was curious. And I was like, oh, the album's called This Year's News or something. Yeah. And this is on it. And it's like, just talking about a girl. Oh, it would have been from the fucking 70s. Well, yeah, obviously like, it was something what does that this mean? Petrie probably had heard and was like, this means something. He, he, heard a, he danced to that at his wedding. This is yeah. how we like got inspiration <laughs> for this. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Orgasmator is actually the weapon from the movie Orgasmo, which nice. I did see more than once. I rented it from the library when I was 13 or 14. Wow. Orgasmo. <laughs> yeah. It's a Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Oh, or is it Matt yeah. Stone and Trey Parker? That's how it, whatever. Those guys, the South Park guys. It was yeah. one of their first movies. Right. You tried to, I think, make me, like watch it because it was did a we? thing. Oh, I think so. Like way back, way at 2012. Would have been it's about a Mormon who ends up in the porn industry and yeah. the porn they're shooting in the movie is called Orgasmo and he's a superhero porn person. So cool. there you go. Uh, but Kaz Kazooie, the production company that does Buffy, also produced that movie. And I was like, no shit. That's funny. Uh, Gustafson Blades in the window of the sporting goods store, which is supposed to be the same sporting goods store as before that mm-hmm. we broke into, but I don't think it's the On same Devereux, location. On Devereux, Maple Court slash Main Street. Right, right, but I feel like, which they constantly move the stores around, um, I feel like it, this is not its original location. No, know. that was not where we were before. Yeah, definitely not. But Gustafson's Blades, which is the display in the it's window, real. is, no, it's a nod to a guy that used to work on the show named D.C. Gustafson. He was a lead man, which apparently means he worked in the like set dressing department oh, so it okay. means like you're kind of the head of the group that does the set design and prop stuff which oh, is cool so i love knives um no but they put it in there as a nod to him because everybody really liked him he unfortunately died during Damn. season five he had uh, cancer and complications from aids uh so everybody was really sad the episode into the woods is actually dedicated to him so i'm Damn. sure i'll bring that up again then but that was a little nod to him what Terrible a bummer bummer uh and the fire in giles apartment is real uh, what? Yeah. There's a fire in the fireplace in Giles' apartment. Oh, really? And it's a real fire. I mean, it looks real. It doesn't look fake, but I didn't even notice it really. And But Petrie pointed it out during um, the commentary. He was like, that was such a pain in the ass because we have to like call fire marshals and do all this shit. And it really, in the end, I'm glad we did it because I think it makes the whole thing more like cozy and comfy, especially when Faith is spying on this ideal life kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but it, it, he was like, what a... What a huge waste of time. <laughs> my- they are actors. They could have just acted like the fire was on. No, no. He no, forgot. Possibly. He forgot that they were actors. Yeah. Right. That this was all make-believe. And this uh, episode took had six drafts, um, which kind of makes sense. It seems like Joss Whedon rewrote oh. and cut a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sure yeah, it was like, you did. haven't said the catchphrase enough times. You haven't really hammered it home. <laughs> Remember the stuff that happened? Everyone's like, now we try to block out season three. And he's like, no, 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 you can't. Can't forget. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Rewatch the whole yeah. season, please. And I need all those beats hit. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. I think one of the biggest things that uh, changed, he mentions that the fight scene went at UC Sunnydale in the Quad oh. area or whatever. Initially, it was going to be a, a Guido shot first situation where Buffy was going to punch Faith like as she was talking and then say some quitty, quippy line like, you know what Freud said about whatever punch. Well, of course, I'm paraphrasing. Ha ha ha. Joke. The punch was the... It was the paraphrasing. Anyway, but uh, Joss said it makes Buffy less sympathetic. Like, 
that girl was just in a coma. Maybe we'd be a little, especially after Buffy just had the big speech about sure. maybe she changed. We should maybe try to help her. And then yeah, like, oh yeah, I don't care what you have to say. Punch. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of. All right. Yeah, it was cool to see Buffy get mad and like get on the edge, yeah. but never crossing the line. Yeah. Which was also her trait at the end of season three, and so I'm glad they stuck her with that. She's got she's to be like, lawful good, man. She's got the principles. She knows what she has to do. So. I feel like I'm going to ask you first, but then you're going to say, you always ask me first, Daniel, <laughs> what did you think about this episode? Did you enjoy this episode of television? I did not. <laughs> Next yes. <question>. No, <laughs> I, the, the only, there's only one good thing, slightly, maybe two, if you're being generous. And one thing I know you hated, but I think the only time I liked Faith was the flashbacks. I liked her just being, I, yeah, just the dream sequences alone. Uh, they lead up to nothing. They are for no reason, but <laughs> they are there. And it's nice to see her as like a normal person uh, who I assume, you know, she'll mellow out and become later on um, is the type of demeanor that we'll see later. Plus, I got to use the, the knife prop mm-hmm. that, they, that they haven't gotten to use in a long time. And Kool-Aid. Oh, when they dropped the blood or whatever. Yeah, yeah that was really, uh, yeah, that was the first shot I took because it was like The water. most pale, viscous Watery blood of all time. What? Oh my gosh. What's going on in there? Yeah, yep. like, what's that? That's like. That's not blood. No. That's juice. Stacia, did you like this episode of television? What no. was your favorite part about it? I know there's a lot to pick from. My favorite part. That's well, unfortunate. You have to pick your favorite part. Um. Oh, yeah, I just did my good. Yeah, that's right. Ha. Got the knife one. Ha. Nice. So good. Oh, the, the doves on on Faith's shirt while she's being stabbed in the dream is supposed to represent peace. Shut up. I'm sorry, favorite part? Tara pretending to punch the air. <laughs> Swimming? Swimming? Yeah. yeah. I think that was my favorite part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Uh, What's I, your? What was your favorite part? Oh, the, the, the mayor's tape. 100%. But... It's hard to pick because I love this episode. Really? It's going to be super high. (laughs) So strap it for that. What I will say is that, as we've said multiple times, as I've said, as I've been admonished, I love Faith. But I think I'll let Doug Petrie speak for me uh, about Faith. Ew. Brace yourself. I've been told that I'm too sympathetic to Faith. And I've been reminded that many times. Or, and I've been reminded that she's psychotic. But come on, all she wants is a family and a home. She's misunderstood and psychotic. And that's 100% how I feel about Faith, as if we didn't know that already. Don't worry, we're sure to spot Faith first. She's like this cleavagey slut bomb walking around going, Oh, check me out, I'm wicked cool, I'm five by five. Five by five? Five what by five what? See, that's the thing, no one knows. But I... I, I mean, that that's there's not a whole lot to really dig into this episode because it's very clearly the, a long setup for the next one, right? Like, we yeah, it, basically just need is. to set the scene. Hey, remember Faith? Here she is. She's still bad, just so you know. Oh, cool. Freaky Friday. Like, that's, that's all we're really here to do. Yeah. But I love Faith, as I just outlined. And I don't really know what it is. It's not that I identify with her because I've never murdered anybody. But, I mean, we've all done <laughs> shit we're not proud of. Like, I've done some bad stuff, but... And so maybe that's what it is. Like, maybe I need Faith to have something redeemable about her. Like, how far gone is too gone? I love that Buffy, even despite everything, the first thing when she gets that call is maybe she maybe she doesn't remember. Maybe yeah. she's scared and alone. And I, like, I love, I love that because I think that 
we have to think that about Faith. Otherwise, why is she the character? Because she's not even a good bad guy, right? Like, she's not cool like Spike. She's not any of this stuff. So she has to just be this misunderstood, tortured person that, that can get redemption. Riley, the fact that you just called Faith a gal only proves that you don't know her. Are we supposed to believe when Buffy has that little speech after she gets the phone call? Are we supposed to believe with her that Faith has changed and she's a different person? Because like Faith already beat someone up no, severely and took their clothes. We're not supposed right to think that. Yeah. But but she like she has no other information, right? So I know, but Except it for seemed the beating like you were <laughs> true. But it seems like you were arguing that there's always like you have to hope that there's redemption for Faith and like what a great line that Buffy says when the audience knows she's Faith's already bad. Monster. But Faith, to me, is always within arm's reach of being okay. Like, if she just had those things, just had that support. And I know we talked about this a lot in season three because that was the kind of the arc of the season. was like, what if Buffy was bad? What does it mean yeah. for a Slayer to do these things? But, uh, tell me, college girl, what does it mean? To me, mostly, that you still mouth off about things you don't understand. Uh-oh. I guess somebody knows you're here. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird that she had a coma and then she's replaying season three when mm-hmm. the show has moved on. That is kind of weird. But she has it. Uh, Petra actually said another cool thing I thought about Faith in that she's the last survivor of the losing side. Like that scene specifically when she's walking down uh, the main street, Mabel Court, and you know, the, and we've done that shot multiple times, right, with Vampire oh, yeah. Alone, and Cordelia, and the Wish Everybody's and all had that kind of that stuff. Yeah. Shot. So this is Faith seeing. Uh, and intentionally, there's like a, a, a father and daughter running by because because that's all Faith wants is just the dad. <laughs> and her dad got murdered. Guys, feel bad for her. Anyway. Thanks, sugar daddy. Now, Faith, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. I'm a family man. I'll try to start a little more chronologically. I mean, was her dad murdered? Is that exploded. Really her dad was term? exploded. He turned into a gigantic demonic snake monster yeah. who had when, to be stopped. The very the very first dream sequence, how we open the, the episode, is I... I went on about the dream sequence in Graduation Day Part 2 and how it was one of my favorite oh, yeah, moments right, of the whole right. show. And I was when I was watching it and listening to it again, I was like, oh, God, I fucking love this. This is my fucking jam. And the music is the same. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the exact same music they use in the Graduation Day. And it is. In Graduation Day Part 2, it's with a string section or, like, you know, synthesized string section. And here it's just piano. But it's the same exact chord progression, okay. same everything. And, I, like, melody. I was like, I love it. I love it so much. This is perfect. Anyway. Nonsense. It's a beautiful day. I eat your sandwich. I was pretty appalled when I was doing this, so we could just talk about it generally. But yeah. this is my roller coaster journey. Uh, I've I've named it as well. This is a timeline of feeling trapped by season three. <laughs> Notes from the new Sunnydale Six Flags coaster dedicated to the life and loves of Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. Oh, demon! No one's talked about. Yeah. So the roller coaster begins when we lift up the hill after our dream sequences. Uh, for me, it starts when Buffy turns around when Faith is there. Which I thought was awesome. Oh, yeah. Faith was I mean, we knew Faith was right there. But how cool was that? At least you're not alone on this. I'll bet every cop in Sunnydale is out there looking for it right now. Pressure is definitely high. I'll tell you, if I were her, I'd get out of Dodge post hasty. You're not me. We're just like, me. you're not me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. We're just like getting it out of the way right yeah. away. Um, and then Faith said five by five, and that was immediately <laughs> I mean Right now, we're still going up the hill, but you're kind of getting that dread in your stomach. Uh, then Buffy says, Faith, these are innocent people. And then Faith says, no such animal. Yeah. You're feeling, yeah, you're feeling a little queasy. You know what's, you know what's coming. Uh, better than thou, Buffy, when when Faith said that. I was like, we're still doing the same shit. We drop down the hill. Uh, Faith, when she's running from the fucking cops. 
was amazing. Oh, right from the the. I love that this show is like Faith is afraid of cops. Like we just have the sirens going, and it's like the, everyone's like, "Ooh, Faith, the cops are coming." The cop. Why is everyone afraid of the cops? Because what is the deal with the she cops? She doesn't want to get arrested. She's a fucking superhero. She, she takes down the cops without even a problem. So I just found it hilarious well, that she's like, "Do have fighting. guns?" And that while Buffy's not about to tackle this issue, do shoot people kind of, well, very discriminately. So I, I can understand why she would maybe not want to be around because she has had a gun pointed at her before. Too. I know, on so, Devro. Yes, yeah. I, we're very aware. Uh, we've met that cop, in fact. I mean, he might be the detective who we meet <laughs> on the side plot of this episode, which was stupid fucking bullshit. Uh, when Faith jumps over the wall, when she runs mm-hmm. away from Buffy... What was that? Buffy, she's right underneath the wall. Buffy's like, oh, and the quad is like, uh, goes on for miles. They just shot that in some pasture. Like, that's not even in a town. It's like, oh, just kids, just go out as far as you can go cares. This is what quads are. And it just expands. Yep. And she's like, acres no, and acres. lost her. There's no way that she could be directly beneath me. She must have literally vanished. And like that to me is like the show saying, Buffy and Faith are two evenly matched, smart, capable individuals, <laughs> yep. and one outwitted the other. That's what that says. So either Buffy's the biggest idiot in the world, or Faith is super smart. And I think we know the answer <laughs> huh. to that one, yes. Uh, so at this point, we're about to hit the the first loop at full speed, and that's oh. when the Gustav the Gustafsson blades show up. Um, because her just looking at those blades, longing for her... Her baby uh, was way too on the nose. And (laughs) the fucking cops out of nowhere showing up and her just like blending into the crowd, (laughs) jaywalking. They all should have fucking been arrested. Uh, Oh, yeah. The the people, the amount of people. I mean, we've done this multiple times on Maple Court. All they do is mill mill about. Why? There's so many fucking people on this road. Is this fucking Italy? Cars go on roads. (laughs) I don't understand. Oh, we never see a car. No. I mean, we either see like two cars in an episode or a cop car in this case right here. Uh, so then we get our first brake check uh, before we start our next climb. And this is when uh, she kills that demon by breaking the neck. Instantly. For no reason. <laughs> Why was he coming out to her? I have something for you. Dead. You got to give me something to do. There's no way I'm sleeping. Don't you need anyone dead or maimed? I can settle for maimed. <laughs> you little firecracker. Uh, and then she dodged the police flashlight, which was fucking amazing the police just going through the alleys we've never seen them in our lives they're really looking for this girl they really want to get her do they even really have evidence on all of the shit that she's done are they really actively looking for her i don't know right because didn't the well the initiative well no i guess the our detective guy is a cop right so they're looking for her i guess but then our girl our nurse is a Council girl. Yeah, or at least some kind of it, like... So both sides know. Yes. Okay, so they are just like actively looking for Faith. I could buy that. That's fine. Um, And then she climbs up a ladder and she goes where? She goes somewhere. To an old secondhand electronics store? That Okay, and everything's it's just plugged be, in and we plugged it in yeah, and we're sure. watching the video. Mm-hmm. Um, When she smiles, when the mayor is talking about he hopes that this is happening in a museum Hi, kids. and all the kids are looking up into his face in fear. And then they do a little flash of faith, like smiling, doing like a little, Oh, if only, I mean, I'm how like, could you not think that was adorable? Him guffawing and saying, hi kids. Cause he's a fucking demon snake monster who ate everyone. He just wants a better, different America. Okay? What does that mean? A, he, that the snake eat all of us. Yeah, again, we when we try to extrapolate on the what the villains want. But then what does Faith <laughs> want out of this? Really what does bad. Faith want out of she that? She just wants a family. She just wants love and support, okay? So then we hit the next drop. And the next drop is when Faith 
punches Joyce in the face. <laughs> Can I get a Joyce? Joyce! It's so good to see Joyce. It is. That was a test of your wall. We'll see. We'll see. Yes. I loved uh, seeing Joyce again, even though she got punched in the face. I mean, didn't you like that a little bit? Not that I wanted Joyce awesome. to be punched, but just like opens door. Punch! <laughs> but then it's like, I will invite myself in like she's a vampire or something. It's like, ugh, we get it. Oh, my God. Shut up. Uh, And then when she's lecturing Joyce from her bed was already annoying. And then she picks out the harlot lipstick or whatever. I was like, I can't even do this. Uh, And then at this point in the roller coaster, um, you can feel that the age of the coaster because your your head is currently hitting up against the sides of of the harnesses with each twist and turn. Um, And that's when uh, she doesn't confront Joyce about the fact that she was left in a motel for months and months on end. And this all could have been nipped in the bud a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. when we could have just brought her into our home and nurtured her like a normal person Mm -hmm. instead of having her live out on her own. And that love that she did require and does still require could have been given to her a long time ago. No, but it's Buffy's fault. For no cause. It's Buffy's fault. Joyce is a bad mom. Joyce is a bad mom again. You're a good mom. I'm the best. And it's not even her daughter. (laughs) And then we're into the tunnel that we thought we were going to hit. So we're going down into a tunnel. We thought we were about to hit it. And that's when Buffy crashes through the window. And then they roll down (laughs) the stairs stairs like they're in Ted. A worse episode, let's say. So throwing back to a worse episode does remind us that. We're not. Could be worse. We're not watching Ted. <laughs> this is. I'm sorry. I, I heard. Uh, I, I broke a wine glass. You're home early. Hi. Hi. Oh, this is my daughter Buffy. Buffy, this is Ted. Uh, and then you reemerge for the last, uh, reemerge into the light for the last hurrah, and that's when uh, Faith threatens to sleep with Riley, and um, even um, Buffy says that that's tired. Yes. Um, and then once again, Doug Petrie speaking as uh, the audience and the writers um, when Buffy says, did it ever occur to you, Faith, that the reason we all forgot you is because we wanted to? <laughs> and thus the ride ends. Faith is Buffy. Buffy is Faith. Buffy is five by five. And Faith is going to jail. <laughs> that was a beautiful ride. So that was the ride. Great job. And all that we get out of this is like a bunch of dunks from Willow who fucking killed it. <laughs> a little bit of like Buffy Riley stuff, which was kind of fun. Just like, Oh, here's a thing from the past that you don't know. Right. Oh, I want to know more, but I don't want to tell you cause angel, oh God, whatever. But I mean, there's that, uh, but like Sarah Michelle Geller is really good throughout the whole thing. And, and faith is always good with her. Yeah. Like, actually, Petrie said the same thing. It. Every time Eliza's is on set, it brings out the best in Sarah. And I was like, like I kind of agree just because it, you have a direct foil or like you're mm-hmm. the, the bad version of me. Like I did want to ask you before I delve into a couple of little things. So, and I'm sure we already talked about this, so you'll have to forgive me, but Stacia, why do you hate dreams? Do you hate your own dreams? Do you hate I, dream I hate sequences dreams. in TV and movies, period? Uh, in general, because I feel like usually they're not done very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, these ones especially. <laughs> <laughs> they're very heavy-handed. Part of the problem with this episode is the entire thing is so heavy-handed. Like, it starts out with the previously on immediately telling you, hey, guess what? Faith's back. <laughs> before Faith comes back. Like, you already know what's going to happen halfway through the episode before the episode even starts, which is exhausting. When that happened, I was like, this is why Daniel ran screaming out of the room when we watched Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, yeah. 
that and then like the five by five they hit it so hard like faces it a couple times and then willis isn't mocking her and then we have tara say what five what by five what which is what we've to always just, wanted like, to put ask. a finer point mm-hmm. on it so that we could get get to the end where we could do the crazy piano violin music like wee, 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 when she's like you sure you're okay Five by five. You know, we weren't going to get that anyways. So that was totally <laughs> face catchphrase. And then, but Sarah Michelle Gellar's face during that scene where she's like creepily staring down. I was like, yeah, I'm scared. I mean, she does. Good. She does look creepy, yeah. but sells it. Um, heavy-handed. And then on top of. The actual episode being heavy-handed. The dreams are super heavy-handed. Like, it's just all aggressive symbolism and just garbage thrown at you. And in a way that feels like, ooh, we're being really deep about this. Like, have you ever thought about Buffy being a villain? Because to Faith, Buffy's the villain. And she can't wake up until she can defeat the villain. And I just, like, it makes me want to die. You're too young and too pretty a girl to start wearing worry lines on your face. Oh, I'm Richard Wilkins. I found a snake. It's like, okay. Do you remember when he turned into a snake? I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, Do you that's, remember? Those are the bad. That's when it's bad. Yes. When dreams are like weird and fun. Like I like the idea of like the idea of having dreams being the thing that wakes her up. Like her being in a world like that. I don't know. How is she going to wake up? Do we even need to question it? I don't know. But I feel like it's a way just to be like, hey, we have this great idea for this character, Faith. If that's real. If that, if they really thought that through. Right? That. The, or not Faith, uh, the Dawn. Oh, they introduced yeah. Dawn. Yeah, they so knew by this, that that was as, going to happen. By this point, absolutely. So, right, the, so. Uh, like, like I called bullshit then, as far as this counting down from 730 thing about Buffy will die in two years. Right. I don't know if I 100% believe that, but this, but this point, the Dawn, did. 100% that. So, this was, so they just shoehorned it in, into a dream thing. Yeah. And I guess they kind of did the dreams before, and we're about to do Restless, which but is But, see, awesome. I think this little foreshadowing thing about Dawn really works, because it is super subtle, and without the context of ha- knowing what happens in the rest of the show, that, what the fuck is that? That's a year and a half away, too. It's I don't too know. Long. I hate, or no, it's next year, sorry. I hate, I hate the first dream sequence the most. I love it. That's my favorite one. Which one's the first one? The, the one when we're making, making the, the bed. bed. Oh, we're making the bed, And yeah. they make the illusion of Dawn. Yeah. I just, it feels incongruent with the rest of the episode or the rest of the dream sequences mm-hmm. and it's just um Dumb. unnecessary yeah. yeah i like when buffy was just has stabbed her and just had the knife in her mm-hmm. when are you gonna get this out yeah i just I well that's the thing but i like that about i like that dream writing i mean that's all restless is it's just like weird non sequiturs just clipped clipped conversations that don't make any sense. I don't know. They're they're definitely at least all the dreams all kind of have that. So in this world, those are the dreams. And if you don't like the dreams, yeah, then like restless is gonna grade on you. Yeah, I hundred percent agree that they're like, they're very obvious, but I don't think that's bad. Uh, it's irritating, and and Petrie pretty much confirmed Stacia's hunch of like they thought they were really fucking smart making this up, and like wow, the audience is like not gonna get this a little bit, like smelling their own farts kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's bad. Like, just because it's obvious, I, I still really enjoyed it. I still enjoyed the end product of it immensely. I do think that's... Like, apparently Joss wanted something really simple and beautiful, which is why they're making the bed. I was like, what? Okay. Whatever. We just have the set. Yeah, gonna, I mean, yeah, basically. They were going to film the Joy stuff, so like, ah, we can do stuff here. Why not? Yeah, but I mean, sure, it's obvious. Like, what what if Buffy was the bad guy? And of course, uh, Faith would see her as the but bad guy. But didn't we do that in Bad Girls? Oh, yeah. No, we've done it a million times, which is why it's, it's, so it's the not. obvious thing. But it's... Again, it's these little moments that 
endear Faith to me so much. It's because she's she's there's some good in her somewhere. So you, you probably like her speech to Joyce then, when she's like, everybody's left us. Buffy's left us. She's left you too. You've served your purpose. You squirted out the kid, raised her up, and now you might as well be dead. I mean, nobody cares. Nobody remembers, especially not Buffy, fabulous superhero. Sooner or later, you're going to have to face it. She was over us a long time ago, Joyce. Too busy climbing onto her new boy toy to give a single thought to the people that matter. I mean, you're her mother, and she just leaves you here to die. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Yeah, but that's what she's, that's who she is. She's just whining Mm -hmm. about, she could go out and and end this today. She could, mea culpa, fuck, mea culpa, just just end it. Yeah. Be like, I'm done. I'm not going to do anything anymore. I'm going to go to jail or you got, whatever. I'll just leave fucking town. There's a whole big world. But she just stays, keeps fighting this war that's over. Because she's sad. And it just, We're all fucking and sad. And it Willow just happened sad. for her. It's been almost a year for everyone else, but it just happened for her. All this stuff is right there. Angel, all of it was yesterday for her. You know, like that's. It wasn't yesterday for me. <laughs> and I'm as annoyed as they are. And if I were them, I'd be fucking annoyed too. I'd be like, this stuff has been dead and buried. Go away. Can any one of your damned little Scooby Club at least try to remember that I hate you all? Just because I can't do the damage myself doesn't stop me from aiming a loose cannon your way. And here I thought the evening would be dull. Go ahead. You wouldn't even recognize her. Dark hair, this tall, name of faith. Criminally insane. I like this girl already. We were dumb. One of the shining moments in the episode is the Xander and Giles palling around. <laughs> trying to a shining mo- if that's a shining Com- moment. Comedic moments, I think. That was good. Because just oh, yes, the yes, line, yes. we're dumb. We're dumb. Is amazing. Uh, that scene and the scene right before it with Tara and Willow walking down the stairs were added after the fact. Like I said, oh. six drafts. Because this episode actually came in nine minutes short. <laughs> So they needed to add some so scenes. Nothing else what? to do for a Hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh because gosh. it's just a setup, and that's like, that's a bummer. But I, which makes me very sad. Tara would have not been in this episode at all if they didn't do that. I'm glad she was, because honestly, one of the best moments. Yeah. I mean, just seeing her alone. And Again, dunking on. Oh, yeah, Spike too. Sure. Yeah, that, that's true. He wouldn't have been in here either if it wasn't for. I thought he was going to show up in like the alleyway, you know, when the demon popped out or something. I thought he'd be there like watching or something. Mm. But yeah, clearly they're shot completely different nights, times. They weren't even associated with one another in this episode nope. in any way. Uh, I, you know, Willow was there for Faith, but like Willow and Tara were not going to run into Faith. What do we do if we find her? Run, flee, maybe skedaddle. We're not here to engage. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually kind of surprised to hear that because of how funny that they are, those scenes are, but it it you can just lift them right out, which is interesting. Yeah, they but, don't give anything to anything because yeah, yeah, unless Spike meets Faith next week, she, he does, and he's Buffy, and she's Buffy. Yeah, so then that kind of can lead whole... to fun stuff. Yeah, so then that part, like getting that across, was necessary, but yeah. One of the more illuminating things that Doug Petrie said during his commentary was uh, it was about the opening scene where Buffy's grouchy because nobody knows what's going on with the initiative or Ruth Briley and, you know, she's worried about her boyfriend. Mm. Uh, but he, 
when he said, nobody knows what's going on, including the writers, I think, at this point. We didn't really know what was wow. going on. I was like, cool. Yeah. It's not obvious at all that we didn't really know what we were doing with the season. I wish uh, what we would have gotten an answer to is why did we bring Faith back? No, I think, I think honestly, Adam had no legs to stand on. Mm. I think that if I were to guess, they were probably like, I, what else do we say? I mean, we have six more episodes to go. Joss has got this idea for a fucking dream sequence, so we have to end it in five. Mm. Well, well, you haven't seen this Adam thing. Hey, he's the Terminator without the bashful charm. What do we do? He's just he's, he doesn't have like access to other beings or anything. It's like they probably just they just have primeval, right? I mean, that's yep. like the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do to fill the time? But if they know that they want to bring her back, right? Then you got to do it at some point. Well, they knew that they couldn't. Um, he made a point to mention that she was going off to be a big movie star. Like, not he didn't yeah. say it in a shitty way. They, they again, we talked about them laying out stuff. If they did this, if they did faith stuff more often, where they're like, "This girl's in a fucking coma. She can always wake up. Maybe mm-hmm. she won't, but she could always wake up." So, and that's yeah, automatic. We need something to do. Totally. I guess so. And it's like I'm sure that they've, you know, I'm sure Joss has thought about that. What would happen if she woke up? Well, this is a. A fun idea. I mean, it just if you if you had laid out the fucking glove thing better, then it would make more sense. Otherwise, you know, this this suffers from every other Buffy episode, which is like, what is this device? How would she even know how to use it? Honestly, when she holds it up, it doesn't look like anything. Well, that's what uh, Sister and I were talking about too. I was like, how would you know? Because you killed the fucking guy that brought it to you. He might have known, but whoops. So my the only way that this makes sense, and I get it. Sometimes you don't need to write everything or whatever. Is that he. Mayor Wilkins must have talked about it. Maybe. In the, later in the tape. Like, we cut away before he's like, what this does is, it's this thing. Because, yeah, there's no way that you would look at that and be like, oh, clearly this fits in my palm like this. And when I touch someone else, we're going to swap bodies. We're going to swap bodies. Definitely what this is for. But Jasmine apparently designed that little device. He Ooh. called it the Jack Kirby gizmo. Jack Kirby's a comic book legend, but apparently he made a lot of little fun stuff like that in his, his comics. So that's what that's supposed to be a nod to. But, yeah, he, he designed it. It's a cool looking little thing, but that's he would fine. never ever know that that's what it did unless somebody fucking told you so my only hunch is up in the air pulled her maybe just didn't get to see it what a forward-thinking guy <laughs> i mean that's the one thing i when i think of the mayor i think he thought this through you know i'll tell you if buff is <laughs> my question about it is was it a single use thing because we didn't get any like did she's, he, she broke it honestly i would have been like if you break it you probably it sw- it like stops like it's like a oh, magic yeah. thing right i'm like maybe. But if the mayor didn't say, I mean, because I, if I, if I were Faith and I did that, I would not have broken that. No, never. Because I would have thought that I, it would have reversed it. But or, I guess it, or it would have trapped you forever. But yeah. she wouldn't care about that. Yeah, which is why I guess she did break it. Because she's like, I want to be, I'm Buffy now. That's true. 50-50, right? Yeah. I was like, well, let's take the chance. Yeah. But I would not have broken it because it seems like you could use that so many cool ways. Like, what a fun little thing to do. And the fact that we can just, in the next episode, reverse it with a spell. Why don't we use that spell more? I mean, what are the applications? I get it practically. But like, how fun. You just switch bodies with people. That's we should right. do that more. Shenanigans. No? Sounds horrifying. <laughs> that would be, would be tough. I think it would be fun. Do we hand her over to the cops? They wouldn't know what to do with the Slayer, even if they knew we existed. What about the council? Been there. Tried that. Not unlike smothering a forest fire with napalm, as I recall. Well, the initiative, they do have uh, containment facilities. One word? Evil. There's no way around it. Faith is back, and whether I like it or not... She's my responsibility. Yeah, too bad. That was the funnest coma ever. I think it's time to start some yelling. Stacia, do you want to start us off? 
Why is Faith still in a hospital bed somewhere? Who's paying for her treatment? And why is the hospital so, so creepy? So creepy and run down. <laughs> yeah. It's like in a basement somewhere. Yeah. I got only say, bed there. <laughs> I do love the bizarre. music in this episode. Even if oh, the no, music I was thought on that, the nose for the creepy I thought stuff. that all the time. The yeah. whole time I'm just like, oh, I really hate this. And I'm like, oh yeah, this music is really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Sunnydale General, I'm assuming Sunnydale General, because that's, they said that's the only hospital there, is so fucking creepy, but it is. Maybe because it is Sunnydale. Since we're doing obvious things. Did they just things? put her like in the basement next to the morgue or something? Because they're like, she's never waking up. Yeah, just ready to go. Oh, but, but more to the point. Who is paying it? Who is, yeah. <laughs> who's doing any of this stuff? So, okay. Realistically, Faith is a minor. Still is. Theoretically, she should be 17, I think. Uh, who who the fuck? Okay, so even if the mayor set up a trust for her, and that must be the only way that this is happening, that that's why she's getting care. But, like, someone should have reached out to her next of kin. Otherwise, you become, like, a ward of the state, right? Like, if you're not an emancipated adult. She wasn't lost, though, because no. he took her to the hospital. And he was there as well. Right. I'm guessing he just posed as some sort of legal guardian. And okay. That was that. Which is wild, because he did turn into a snake monster. And I feel like afterwards, people would have been like, hmm, it's weird that the mayor was a demon and a snake <laughs> monster and we should probably look into his ties with other people. Hey, he took on this weird girl who's He's now a in a fucking coma. Maybe we should watch her be more on top of this business. Like The other thought I had was bizarre. that the, the Watchers Council was doing it intentionally. Obviously, we have the nurse who's kind of been monitoring the situation. So maybe they worked a little like bureaucratic mojo and they made it so that Oh, she just gets taken care but of. But it is a weird world because we get the lady who walks in who gets beaten up by Faith. Right. And gets her stuff stolen. She's like, you know, there just to tell us like, oh, Faith doesn't know what's going on. The mayor's dead and blah, blah. But she's like talking about it as if it's just an accident. It was a horrible accident. We lost the mayor. Mm-hmm. A but lot like, of students we died. We don't know. Lots of, tons of kids died. But we don't know that it was a snake monster. We yeah. don't know. Like, like it was just a, a rogue explosion that happened. It's wild that like. Again, another instance of Sunnydale, like, repressing the truth. What's the official press release for that? Because the way she was delivering it was like, you know, a lot of kids died mysteriously. We never talked about it. We don't know what happened. We the keep the school died. up for reasons unknown to well, us. The, yeah, the delivery <laughs> of the mayor and the principal died is like, oh, he was just a victim of the snake monster? Is that the official line from the uh, No, I don't think there is Sunnydale? a snake monster. Oh, okay. We pretend that didn't happen yeah, at all. So the only people that know about the snake monster are the, the high school students of Sunnydale High. What, which they probably repressed it as well. Yeah. They probably repressed it as well. Yeah. You know, like there was a horrible explosion yeah. because I can still, to, to this day, look upon my school in ruins. <laughs> so that tells me that something did happen. But I don't quite remember why. I just can't remember Ben is Years of repression. Been. I'm really good. Yeah. At... Anyway, damn. <laughs> uh, are we putting any, um, I'm just going to say it, any faith, any faith at all in Xander <laughs> fixing that blaster? That was my first I mean, thing. Why would any of them think that Xander could fix this fucking thing? Because he's military guy. Okay. And then fucking, just to have Riley later be like, done and be done. Just, it was like, just like, a button. I also hate that he did. So Xander's stupid. like, how did you do that? He's like, blasters are easy. It's like, damn, fucking answer the guy. He electrocuted himself in pursuit of fixing this fucking thing. The least you could say was, the switch is right here. You want to talk about, yeah, Riley going down estimation wise because these people have your back, you asshole, and he's just a <laughs> dick to them for no reason. It's called a blaster, Will, a word that tends to discourage experimentation. Now, if it were called the orgasminator, I'd be the first to try your basic button press approach. Do not find this can be my yelling. This is fine. I uh, his non-pology to shoving Willow to the ground and fucking assaulting Buffy twice is not good enough for me. Yeah, I know I was acting really weird or not great back then. I was in a bad place back. You know what? 
No, dude, you need to say, I'm fucking sorry. I'm a monster. I should have never put my hands on you. Willow, you're a delicate magical flower, and I'm so, so sorry. What can I do to make this up to you? He's he's on my shit list. So there you go. Forever another another I put him on the watch list. Boom. We're on notice. <laughs> Stacia. Um, Xander's wearing a truly horrific outfit involving a short sleeved orange button up dress shirt, which then has a sweater vest of questionable quality over it with various, of questionable quality. various lines that in some way imitate a rainbow if a rainbow was made of vomit from the 1970s. And the fact that you can pick Xander out of that scene when Willow is right next to him wearing <laughs> that fucking, fucking hat, hat and what I can only assume is a rug wrapped around her body <laughs> is remarkable to me. That's what Worse. it was. No way. You're out of your mind. Xander by comparison is like a fashionista. <laughs> Although the whole time during the commentary, Doug Petrie was like, damn, I love that hat. I wish I had that hat. I should get one of those hats. I was like, I hate Doug you're, Petrie. You're a monster, sir. <laughs> oh, God, Daniel. Uh, when the mayor picks up the, the heavy-handed snake and it was like, you don't, you don't belong here. <laughs> and then literally puts him back on the blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't there even. You go, little friend. Couldn't even get him off the fucking, uh, get him off the picnic blanket. Yeah, it was but- so stupid. There was a, a like a in the actual script, a, uh, what do you even call them? Like a stage direction, but not a stage yeah. direction, but whatever. That was like Buffy comes in during that picnic scene oh, and that. cuts the mayor apart as if it was supposed <laughs> to be some like graphic <laughs> dismembering scene. It's like holy shit. Love it. I mean, I did love the fucking cutting cut his throat. Cut his throat was fucking dope. I mean, how dare she interrupt their perfect picnic? The I best. did like her wearing that same outfit in all the dreams. I, I was, I, you know, it had the. You know, Terminator vibe type mm-hmm, of thing. Sure. Of like, just I'm constantly coming for you all the time, no yeah. matter what. So, weird. yeah, the obvious Buffy as a bad guy thing, Petrie said. This must have been, this commentary must have been during season six when they were filming it because he was like, yeah, Buffy as the bad guy. We thought about doing that for like season seven, or we thought about doing that for a whole season. Maybe we'll do it for season seven. I was like, we already pretend played with this. Like, we, do yeah. you remember Bad Girls? It was a whole thing. Like, we, we're not going to do that. We just did Willow. Yeah, we just <laughs> did Willow being the bad guy. What the fuck are you talking about? Let's make Xander bad for one season. <laughs> just in the background. He's like... bad in every season. Ah, but Station, you want to say something else? I think he could have easily been part of the trio. Okay, that wasn't my screaming thing, though. I'd hate to see the pursuit of a homicidal lunatic get in the way of pursuing a homicidal lunatic. Um, I liked the line that Riley says when he's, like, with the initiative and he's going to leave the hospital or whatever and Forrest and... Gunter, Graham, Graham, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Graham, stop him! And they're like, "Come on, man! Like, you gotta be, you gotta be on our side." And he says, "Family, is that what we are?" Yeah. And I just really liked that. Wow, that uh, whole little scene apparently is supposed to be like a, a Star Trekky vibe. I guess Petrie oh. said that he thinks the whole initiative is kind of like Star Trek, and that's supposed to be really like Captain. I don't like any of his anecdotes. I don't like any. Every time we say stuff, and I'm just like, come on. When Riley walked in, was just like, stand down, soldier. Yeah. Do you, you hear me? Before I take you out back and kill you, I like what. So what stupid. What are you going to do? You're still injured. <laughs> not to mention, that's not how we do things. Stop pretending this is a real military outfit. I know. This is just dudes in camo running around pretending they're actually part of something. Like, okay, but I thought that was a good line because I think Riley really is strong about allegiances and having a loyalty to like a specific yeah. cause. And so when Forrest is calling on that loyalty, he's like, 
Really? I'm going to do it. Like, are you sure this is the right side to be on? I liked that. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to be so jaded about it, but I have a really hard time just because, like, none of it feels real and I don't care that much about Riley. But if you try to keep it in perspective, like, this would be huge. This would be so life-changing. Like, after Goodbye Iowa and him mm-hmm. facing, because yeah, yeah. he does seem to really be dealing with, I think these are the bad guys. I think we're the bad guys. Hands. Are we the baddies? <laughs> We randomly, uh, we were talking about the cinematographer, right? Yes, Ray. Oh, I think I did write it down. Sorry, just because I want to shout out people that were on the show. Well, he's not going to like oh, this. Oh, yeah. Ray Stella was the cinematographer. Cinematographer. So Ray Stella, cinematographer for this episode. Fucked but the, this but, up. But usually, <laughs> usually it's Michael Gershman who directed but, it. And Michael Gershman directed it, so he took the day off from being cinematographer for this guy to take over. Yeah, there's multiple scenes that are out of focus. So oh, yeah. Buffy's talking uh, when she's doing her speech about, Will, hack the mainframe. Xander, go do this stuff. Every shot back to Buffy is this blur. I guess I didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, speaking of cinematography, and I don't know that this is a fault of that, but the blown up husk of Sunnydale High, he Petrie said, that's not a real set. I don't know if that's, he said the words, I'm not sure if that's a painting or what, but, which it might, I, when it's, he said that at first, I was like, a painting? What the fuck are you smoking? I was like, oh, I guess it could be a painting. No, I mean, we saw this, the, the lights, you know, when we like, oh, and we see the city lights of the city. This is what I'm talking about before right, with that, that digital thing, yeah. blur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, so that, if that was ever, this was like a definitely not real, but it's like a weird Well, I knew it something. wasn't. Oh yeah. He said, I'm not sure if it's a model or a painting. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense that it might be a model. Uh, but when he said painting, I initially was like, why the fuck would it be a painting? But yeah, like so it could be a, a rendering of some kind of like, yeah. we need a picture of a fucked up school. Can you? But couldn't you do better? But then you think about the CG effects on the right, show. Right, exactly. You're like, oh yeah, this is probably it. So then I almost do wonder if it was straight up like a weird CG still frame where they took the actual yeah. high school and they were and like, just crushed it. Yeah. Make it dirty. Yeah. Break it. I don't know. I find it incredibly hard to believe that even a Slayer would be able to wake up out of a coma, get up, walk around with no problem, and beat someone up. That's the thing about a coma. You wake up all rested and rejuvenated and ready for payback. So much for pleasantries, huh? What'd you think? I'd wake up and we'd go for tea? You tried to gut me, Blondie. You'd have done the same to me if you'd had the chance. So let's have another go at it. See you lens on top. Doesn't have to be like this, you know. Actually, I think it has to be exactly like this. Has no one seen Kill Bill? We all know it takes a really long time to break okay. out of the entropy stuff. Let me Is just say, Kill Bill also irritates me because I think she's moving around way too fast. It takes you, like, months to get the muscle strength back when you haven't used your muscles. And sure, maybe Slayer would bounce back faster than the average bear. But I don't think you would just maintain all of your muscle tone even as a Slayer in a coma for Oh, yeah, for sure. And even when she pulled out the IV, she said, ouch. I was like, if that hurt, then... Faith isn't a monster. And as far as fighting, I'd be lucky to bruise her fist with my face. Uh, Did anybody else get Bad Eggs vibes in this when uh, Faith kills Buffy down in the grave and then... Comes up like after uh, Buffy killed oh, right, the Bezor and, yeah. and then came up. So all the action happened off screen. We don't get to watch any of it. And then mm-hmm. triumphantly, Faith I mean, comes I like, out. I like that. I like the one she jumped down, all serial killer. I mean, I, there's definitely a vibe about serial killer Buffy that I'm into. And that's a great oh, shot. Oh, when she jumped down, the grave was is such a great shot. Yeah, but her coming out was definitely. I mean, I think it was, I would say almost directly what happened. Well, apparently it's an homage to Shawshank Redemption. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Doug Petrie. Jesus Christ. Isn't he so unlikable? Uh, why would they call Buffy? Who, why? Who, okay, who and why are my questions about the phone call to Buffy at Giles' house? How do they know she was at Giles' house? <laughs> Great question. Who the fuck is calling her? 
why would they call her of all people? That she's my wacky identical cousin from England and whenever she visits hijinks ensue. It's good you guys have such an honest relationship. Is it customary when a person wakes up out of a hospital and goes on a murdering spree that they're like, hmm. Who was the last person who survived? Hmm. Let me tell her. <laughs> I think the person that put her in the hospital was a blonde girl. Yeah, we should call her. The one that tried to kill her? Let's call her. Like, and what? The cop over here is that he's like, oh, he means the girl. But honestly, who the fuck called her? The, the council? I would assume the council. I would assume it was the girl. You think? Yeah, it was our... The nurse? The nurse who has two names, yes. The nurse with two names. Yeah. She has two names. I would have I would have accepted it more if for some reason they maybe took her information at some point and then like called Joyce and like that was an, a way to get Joyce into the episode before Joyce gets punched. Like Joyce calls Giles and is like looking for her daughter. I don't know. Like that would have made more sense because they would have called not why they would not have called Giles house right, no matter right, what. Yeah, no matter what. Unless it was a council person who knows Giles' number. Which would have talked to Giles and not Buffy, right? But if it Well, Giles doesn't work for the council anymore. That's why this is like such a I know. I know. It's like, it, it's like it makes no sense. <laughs> this was an episode that you said was nine minutes short and they couldn't take the time to figure out these plot holes. No. Right. No. Okay. Who has time for that? I wanted to establish that because, yeah, there's a lot of questions. It doesn't matter who's paying for Faith's health care. It doesn't matter that Faith is instantly able of kicking ass the second she gets out of an eight-month coma. It doesn't matter who called Buffy or why. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who that nurse is. Faith is back. Okay. Well, yeah. It was that yours? Because I it got the nurse. Well, the nurse. I mean, we got to talk about it. So the nurse, when we first meet her, I thought I had seen her before, but you're saying she is not I, in the I, show. I thought I know. Do you, do you remember seeing her before? I don't think so. so. we meet the crack team. We meet our detective boy who we've never seen before. We probably will never see again. Uh, we meet our doctor friend, S. Lippert. Lippert. Sorry. S. Lippert. Sure. Sean. Let's call him Sean. Sean Lippert. Yeah. Doctor. Uh, doctor, he's fine. He just wants to help people yeah. he just wants to treat them get out of here guy uh, agent guy i got patients to take care of that's his business then we have a d Krush, c-r-u-c can't read the rest let's say crucine deborah crucine Krushchak. Krushchak. something it's probably only like three more letters because it's just a stethoscope that's blocking it so i was like okay i've seen her before so i wrote down d crush crucine whatever it is and then she gets to the helicopter and I'm like, well, oh my god, a fucking helicopter is fucking coming down. This is this is hilarious. Who show is this? But then we see that her name has yes. now become G Porter, what registered nurse, fuck? and they both are RNs. You know, because you can see the RN after the crush, whatever it is. I want to know more about mean? this lady. So again, I don't know whose business this is, but shit. So, yeah, I want to know more about this lady who has a twin or who has a different name. I don't know. <laughs> or is really bad at secret agenting. So bad at secret agenting. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. And I thought we would see more of her. She just welcomes. They park the helicopter in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. In Where the else are you going to put it? Down a helipad. What are those for? Um, A note about the detective. Yeah. Apparently, one of the drafts, the six drafts that Petrie turned into Joss Whedon, had the detective so over the top hard boiled, like I'm assuming he was, yeah, even the whole nine would have like, been better, would have been better. Uh, that Joss Whedon mercilessly mocked him and made him change it. Mm. I was like, that sounds all on brand. Every part of that sounds on brand. He mocked Doug Petrie. Mm? I'm down for that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that can be mine. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, when so Faith is up in the second floor bedroom with Joyce, yes. Threatening her yes. life. And Buffy comes flying Don't question through that the either. window. <laughs> Where the 
fuck did she come from? Did she climb a tree and then swing? At the right moment. Yeah. At the exact moment. And it wasn't even, it didn't seem like a swing. It was like she projectile (laughs) straight forward, vertically through the window and into the room. She learned it from Angel. Just straight, (laughs) straight through. I mean, because the only explanation is that she was just already on the roof, right? That she's like... Hmm. Uh, okay. Instead of going My through the front door, I have keys. The <laughs> fastest way to do this is to just crash through a bedroom window, right? Yeah. Yeah. Add more damage to what? Yeah. What the fuck. Yeah. yeah. Really, no, no care at all for no. Joyce's personal property. No. no. And can we also just talk about all of the letters that Buffy is sending from the campus? That's three miles down no, the see, road. No, she thought maximum. She, that's this, what that's I said. What, yeah. That is not what's going on. She's not mailing letters to her mom. It's that letters are getting sent there and she hasn't been by in so long. Oh. Yeah. To pick them up. I well, funny that you both thought that. I was like, yeah. well, I, once you dug, no. great. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying in the writing that that's what that is because yeah. I don't, is it? Yeah. Are we sure about well, that? I, yeah. I mean, the, she, the whole assuming. point is setting up that Buffy hasn't been by in a hasn't while because she's forgotten all about it. But you, you could be writing but letters. But couldn't it be she hasn't been by in a while, so she's been writing letters because she doesn't want to come see you. But, but they they're unopened. unopened. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. They're unopened. They, uh, unless, which is a terrible <laughs> mom. She's like, oh. No, that's definitely <laughs> no, what's happening. Thanks. Buffy's writing letters because she can't be bothered. Joyce can't be bothered to open them. <laughs> so that's why it all falls flat. It's like... Buffy's forgotten about us. Like, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Buffy. I forgot about her. <laughs> it's a you street, I feel you her showing, bedroom with shit. She you, doesn't live here anymore. You showing up here, huge reminder. I appreciate <laughs> that. I should really call Buffy more. But holy shit, I forgot all about her until you showed up. Yeah, that. So at least I, I didn't know that was ambiguous. So it's really interesting that both of you thought that. But yeah, that's. I take the I worst be- of Joyce. So I believe I'm, I'm that that's what it's supposed to. Illustrate. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but makes yeah, sense. I was always just like, this doesn't make any sense. I cannot imagine Buffy would sit down and write her mom letters instead of just call her once in a while. Yeah. Right. And also, I think if we if that were the case, we would have made a point <laughs> at some time in an episode to see Buffy writing, "Dear Mother, it's been exactly fourteen days since my last correspondence." How is Mr. Gordo? And Willow's like, oh, are you writing your mom again? Yeah, can you drop it by on your way to visiting your mom just down the street? Yeah, sure. You're a good mom. I'm the best. At the little gathering at Giles' house, we're debriefing about the, you know, we just got the call about Faith. Faith isn't exactly low profile. I'll wait for her to make a move. Okay. I like Faith, so I'm always going to give her the benefit of the doubt. But this girl murders people. You know that. She's already attacked a person. And your plan is to wait till she murders someone else and then go find her? We'll know where she is when she does the murdering. That's a terrible plan. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be on the offense here. You can't just be like, well, we'll wait till she kills a couple people and surely we'll catch her then. Yeah. What the fuck, Buffy? It's pretty callous. Anyway, Jesus. Sasha? I don't know if anyone else will relate to this but me, but every single time I see the scene, I get this mashup of Buffy and the Labyrinth in my head where one of the council people says, hello, Rupert. And then in my head, Rupert says, did you just say hello? And then the council person says, no, I said hello, but close enough. Hello. 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 Did you say hello? No, I said hello, but that's close enough. No, I was just... Saying howdy. You're a worm, aren't you? Yeah, shot. You don't by any chance know the way through this labyrinth, do you? Oh, me? Nah, I'm just a worm. Oh. Come inside and meet the missus. No, thank you, but I have to solve this labyrinth. But they wouldn't do that because they're both British. Yes. <laughs> True. And it's kind of, it's hard to tell if he's saying Rupert or Ripper. 
And even Doug Petrie during the commentary is like, yeah, he calls him Rupert Rupert. I don't know. You fucking wrote it, man. Come on. Legend. Legend. <laughs> Doug Petrie. Um, D- Tara being awkward about the word recon. What was that all Because she's oh, just yeah. so cute and smitten by just, her new little girlfriend. Uh, and she's like, Recon, yeah. you're like a super secret fighter monster person. That's great. You said Recon. You're like cool monster fighter. The other thing I've got is the UC Sunnydale logo that we saw for the first time. The UC and then a little sun. Sun and D. Oh, no, we've seen it before. It was on our Well, I just never. Oh, yeah. It, this was prominent. And it was, uh, I love it. I love the little emoji lo- logo. That's yeah, nice. it's cute. Yeah, it's on. I think it's on our folder when she... Oh, the first, the I guess I probably stuff, yeah. didn't uh, see that or the but multiple flashbacks uh, to the freshman. I think it's definitely the first time we've seen it like on that stone because it's on like a concrete and that And that spot was definitely made for TV. Like there was literally just like a community board and then a massive open concrete space and then behind it the massive pasture. <laughs> right, right. Like what was this place? I mean, I think it was definitely like a big open park, like a maybe a big dog park or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it must have been. Or just like park. a big public spot. Um, they pretended was a college campus, which would not happen. Like, it's just too bit. It's too much. The fucking cops drove in to, <laughs> onto the yeah, onto the like it, absolutely unbelievable to me. Um, so yeah, and then obviously it had the ubiquitous widespread panic sticker. There was also a, a flyer for the widespread panic dot com. Oh, on the billboard, like behind on the on, behind her, yeah, and also for education one eighty alcohol and education flyer from beer bad. Not from Beer Bad, but, you know, in response right, sure, sure. to Beer Bad. And then did you see the creepy Be Safe sign behind Xander? and When they're downtown? When they're downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the, the fuck was that? That was weird. It reminded me of the Slater Kitty album cover, like the, with their eyes and stuff. Looks just like the... Um, oh, their newest one? Their newest yeah. album, yeah. Yeah, Be Safe. God, what the fuck is Fucking that? scary. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess I did. There, There's a ton of destruction that happens to the Summer's Home in this episode. I think that might be... The most destroyed the house has gotten? I don't mm. know. It's definitely up there. But at one point during the fight between Faith and Buffy, Faith grabs as a weapon a drawer out of that fucking credenza thing. Just like, amazing. Why? I just like the choice. I love it. I love that she threw a drawer at Buffy. <laughs> it's my favorite. I do have one question. So when Faith is getting the lipstick, mm-hmm. we see over in the corner... <gasps> Buffy and a little boy. I mean, could, we assume it's Buffy. I assume it's Buffy, right? So it's either Joyce is a kid, or it's Joyce and, or it's a Buffy and her. Bro- I mean, it could be her cousin. It could be anybody. Yeah. But Holy yeah, there's like a little little boy and a little girl. Wow. And like a little Buffy, right? I mean, it's like a little blonde. Girl. I mean, I'm assuming we're, it's it's got to be Buffy. That that so maybe that boy a lot is. So maybe that boy is. Uh, maybe it's the Illinois cousin. Maybe it's there. But they only ever well because. And it's not from the killed by death, right? Because that was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And she was dead. Yeah. Yeah, But but they were young. But I don't think it's Joyce in that picture because just based on the clothes they're wearing. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. How the quality of the picture is. Joyce is a million years old. Yes. Well, that's what I get. Wow. That. Curious. Yeah. Who is this? It's probably Doug's kids. Maybe Doug's kids. Doug Petrie. Oh, yeah. Who's Doug? What? Uh, Maybe it's supposed to be her and Billy. Maybe Billy was ah, uh, fair-haired yeah. as a okay. child. Yeah, no, it could be Billy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good old Billy Fordham. Anyway, uh, I'm done. Yeah, me too. Cool. Hunting for a psychopathic super bitch is definitely in the above and beyond category. I think it's time for you to update me on some watches. I think we had some movement, some watch movement. No, we really didn't. Uh, Xander, construction outfit. No. no. Maroon jacket watch. 
No. Force Gay for Riley Watch, always yes. Oh my God, don't even tell me you're going to that girlfriend of yours. <laughs> uh, that was crazy mm-hmm. for, for us to freak out like that. Uh, and then Forrest says, one good conjugal visit and you'll be back in intensive care. And then Riley's response is, you wouldn't understand. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. And you know Forrest is like, did I say it right? You know, <laughs> Am I talking about sex the right way? Um like explain it to me explain it explain girls to me explain sex to me i don't know let's just lay down in bed and talk about what this. I'm doing. yes please uh don't leave family is everything uh chips ahoy yes for sure xander questions if riley has a chip in his head they allude to it with spike again not being able to touch them Buffy but he still hates Riley's them head for, for chips for chips as well a dolphin watch no uh, you should lock your door. Hell yeah, the helicopter goons are up in his house. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and his fucking house. light didn't work, which is great because they just unplugged I the mean, lamp that was connected to that light switch. To, but all the rest of the electricity is fine. But they sat alone in, in darkness waiting for him to come home. I love that. <laughs> the drama. Uh, Sandy Watch, no, of course. Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. Nope, just recon, no spells. Uh, Books a million. I don't think there was a book in this whole thing i can't remember so. them looking at a book i mean faith sort of derailed it all yeah she doesn't really need books to understand her because she's one note one dimension streets ahead uh no but we spend a lot more time yeah on devro where we get her you know watching uh we see we see it through her eyes which is another trope that we definitely always see like the panning shots from the vision of the person faith bad willow mm-hmm. whatever it is right. which always fucking changes so we see the Sport and Tackle store, which should be on Devro, but is now on Maple Court, right. right next to the liquor store, which we questioned before when we had the run on everything during Hush. And then we've got oh, the um, hardware store, the hardware the store, down just yeah. right down the store, which yeah. those were not connected. And then we cut back to Faith and then which the movie theater is right behind, which confirms um, that those two are connected. And then the Expresso Pump is right across the street. So Petra confirmed that I, and I've seen it in a couple other special features through this season that the ire uh, I have for this constantly shifting street Maple Court mm-hmm. and whether or not it exists and what it exists in proximity to is all because of them. Like they, they literally do change the facades of the stores yeah, all the time. Sure. But he said it was in an effort to make it seem bigger than it was. I'm like, no, dude, because you made an icon in the Sunnydale cinema. That thing places you. No matter what, everything is basically in reference to that fucking thing because that never changes because right. you're not about to move that signage and shit. So when you start fucking with the facades around it, it's very obvious that you've done that. So it's like, he's like, I think the viewers are starting to catch on. I'm like, only in the way that you've made me incensed and just like I, I, I kind of questioning love that, reality. I kind of love that it's in the show. That is, none of it makes sense. And I, I love that we spend so much time being so mad about it. And finally, biggest KO from Giles. No, no. Unless the goons beat him up. Which they might in the next episode. Who knows? I don't remember. So. There's a for rent sign in that window. Faith could have a home. She doesn't have a job. Oh, there's also the alleyway. Don't, don't forget. Sorry, the alleyway for Streets Ahead. We first time going down the alleyway, which is like right next to the cinema. The, the same alleyway that uh, Faith kills the guy in was where Xander and them walked into. We've oh, never yeah. been down that alley you before. Know, yeah? No, but huh. we spent a lot of time in it because I remember Spike hangs yeah. out there. We do a lot of Spike Buffy stuff there. I didn't realize we never done the alley. No, before. I think it's the huh. first first for the alley. That alley particularly. So. If only it were named. Angel. Xander. Angel, I thought you were taking the night off. I, I was, um, but something came up. Um, 
I feel it's my duty to remind you that we're a real podcast. You can find us everywhere on the internet at Beat Me Pod. That'll be on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. It'll also be a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com, which will give you notes about this show. Like, if you want to know what sample we're playing, if you want to know about that Elvis Costello song, I mean, we're not going to have that information. There is the internet. But we'll have all kinds of other information. Mitchell and, Mitchell and Webb. Mitchell and Webb. Find that clip. Yeah, there you go. So go to beatmepod.wordpress.com for that. If you are curious about the more musical side of things, though, you can go to Spotify and subscribe to our playlist, Beat Me hyphen. Wait, damn it. Oh it's been God. a while since I forgot. Even Isn't I know it. Beat, it. Me, beat Me hyphen Funtime Playlist for podcast fans season four. That's it. Except season four. Season four. <laughs> Do what Stacia said and go to Beat Me hyphen Funtime Playlist for podcast fans season four. And that'll contain all the music that is within our episodes of this podcast here, as well as any song that's available on Spotify from the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that you've been watching. So do that if you want to. Okay. It is time to rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net for reasons. I'm counting. Willow, hack the mainframe. Hack the mainframe. Come on. (laughs) That's the first time in a long time. (laughs) That we've specifically asked Willow to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And danger, danger, temptress Buffy. Use magic if you have to. Uh, mm. Don't ever forget uh, that scene in season six where she puts her hand over the computer and does a Google search oh, with magic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Incredible. Uh, so I gave it a six. Wow. That's lower than I thought you would. Well, I mean, it's I only one. you're juking the stats to make I mean, this I am. the highest ranking thing ever. It didn't need more. Didn't need more. Uh, Giles, again, sidelined. He, and if it weren't for that ad hoc scene with Xander he would barely be in the episode at all he's just there when they're at his apartment right Yeah. and and, hello Ripper or Rupert but he was tending the fire you know and he's wearing a sweater I mean I I gave him a a six wow now very low we have set a precedent this 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 season with Riley ruins everything that's our new category but oh so we got whenever Joyce is around. Uh, we gotta see. preempt it. We gotta fall back on old trip. And then I mean, this episode is nothing but remember season three. Do you remember season three? I do. Couldn't she take over for you? Mom, no one can take over for me. But you're going to college next year. I think it would be. Mom, the only way you get a new slayer is when the old slayer dies. And that means you. When did you die? You never told me you died. No, it, it was just for a few minutes. Oh, I hate this. I hate your life. You know who was in season three? Joyce. Joyce. So I went back to Joyce as a bad mom. So Riley's is gone. Or you're no, just for this Riley. episode. Oh, just okay. for this episode. I thought you were about to add another. No. That's how I was going to get the points. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, yeah. Added, <laughs> I've also added a category to give her additional 10 points. Uh, her being faith. <laughs> and also, like, the Joyce category now, like, 10. Best <laughs> yeah. mom ever. Just um, to give her 70 points. I did give her an 8. Now. Oh, <laughs> my God. Now she potentially didn't write. Her daughter doesn't write to her. Potentially, well, what does that? But make? also doesn't come to visit. Yeah, why does that make her a bad mom? That makes because Buffy a bad no one daughter. wants to be around her. Yeah, that does could it be true. Make her a bad daughter. Look, I mean, I'm... it's not like Joyce couldn't come visit Buffy. It's true. Amen. Also puts a note for and immediately filled up her house, with her bedroom with garbage. Listen. So tell me about this eight. Since when does it matter what I want? I wanted a normal, happy daughter. Instead, I got a slayer. She did advocate for Faith's murder. I'm thinking my daughter will kill you soon. That's pretty good. That was pretty great. It's going to take take a couple points down because she's a child. And here's she that. Shouldn't that be a three instead of an eight then? Because you started at a five. Yeah. 
Well, no, because the other yeah, things brought it back it's up. Gotta go up, yeah. I mean, she was basically like, "You're not gonna push me around." You know what? I'm tired of you talking. Fucking kill, kill me. me. Like, this that is, was pretty great. <laughs> what? Are you like, gonna slit my throat person? now? Yeah, <laughs> like the. I never thought Joyce would be like a like have a badass motherfucker moment, uh-huh. and she totally did. And I was really taken aback. And the fact, like, hi, honey. Like, I don't know. It was really cute. I think that it was sweet. She was worried, like, are you okay? And like. I, uh, this is definitely the highest I've ever ranked. Oh, I guess we did end with them there. So yeah, I, I would say I, I agree with you totally. I think she was awesome. Yeah. And even at the end, you know, I because I wanted them to have more of a moment, but I'm sure we'll have more of a moment starting next episode. Oh, you would think. Well, and also it's not Buffy, so that's also not right, fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I don't know what I expect now because they've switched bodies, Freaky Friday style. So that's right. I mean, but no, I, I agree with you. She, those those two were awesome. Yes. When, when Joyce said those things, I was like. Fuck yeah, dude. Slit her throat. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Monster of the Week. Faith. Automatic 10 points. Oh. Or is it Buffy? Just, uh, well, it's only Faith uh-huh. through this whole episode. So, But you saw the dream sequences. What if... What oh, if, wait. That's what if Buffy was the villain? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that mental exercise. Oh, man. What if... Have no, you Faith, thought of right. Buffy as the villain before? No, never. Oh, what okay. if... What? What are you ranking, Faith? 10. She, uh, she said an automatic really? 10 of 10. Automatic. Oh, yeah. Automatic. Was, are you sure they meant it? Yeah. I mean, who hasn't just idly thought about taking out the whole place with a semi-automatic? I said idly. Automatic. She automatic even 10. kill Joyce. No, but she does kill a demon, an innocent person, basically. Dude, what if <laughs> she killed Joyce? What if she killed Joyce? What if she killed Joyce? Would you have freaked out? Would you what, Would you have felt conflicted? I, I know we rag on Joyce, but that would have been a baller moment if she actually killed Joyce. I don't think you come back from that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But she, you come back from DMAF. It's fine. All right. All right. I see. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, get it. I get it. In the scope of our show, I don't think you come back from I don't think Buffy would ever. No. Not you can't. Kill, you can't. Killer, killer, killer. Joyce is the line, apparently. Relationship goodness or badness. Uh, Buffy and Riley obviously very happy. Like things are going well for them. I mean, Riley's you know have, going through some tough times. Buffy's being crazy supportive and well, he's like, being supportive too. Yeah, no, it's, so. it, they. There, there was a moment, like I said, on the, when they were on the bed having the conversation. Mm-hmm. She's like, "We'll get through this together." I was like, "This is actually really kind of sweet." And then, yeah, that's an order. And then but, you remember, you're a dick to our friends. I you shuffled on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get me this time, Riley. Uh, Willow and Tara seem to be yeah, going fine. along swimmingly. Just gal pals. They get to. Have magic sex in the next episode. S- so that's exciting. S- sex. Um, Spike, magic sex. Spike and everyone kind of down a little bit. They had to remind them. No, but the he's joking. Guy. He knows. Uh, Faith and everyone obviously down. We're just. Okay. Faith's not our friend. So. Uh, so Only your friend. Rank that? So relationship good as or bad as gave it a five. Uh, so just even kill. Yes. And that's then. Bizarre. Well, because. Because Faith. Yeah. She's having a hard time. She's not our friend. I just can't. She's not our friend. She's our friend. She made all of our friends friend. better by having a, an opportunity to dunk all over them. So that, that's a 10 in my book. Uh, episode specific. By now I bet you're feeling very much alone. But you're never alone. You'll always have me. Zero of 10. The best episode, moment of the episode. <laughs> 10 of 10. I love it so much. She's just sad. He's a terrible She's demon monster. But he's so on t- fun. On videotape. He's so fun. Who, and it's so sweet because he's like, I'm sorry, I won't be there for you. The world's not going to have a place for you. It's all so sad. No, nothing? No, really? it's all true. She's a fucking murderer. 
<laughs> she has no like the world is not going to come around to her side. Sorry, she's dumb and she's a murderer. Well, that's what he's saying. I know. So you, why did you even get into this? Richard Wilkins, why did you want to be a snake? We I have mean, so many that's questions. The, that's like the unanswered question for the ages. Why do you want to be a snake? And if and if Faith had any like actual like emotional rigor, she would ask that question. Like, what what does you becoming a snake? What would that do for me? What is the why would I all of a yeah. sudden be cool? Like I you I wouldn't be able to talk to you anymore. Yep. And I like your banter. And now you're just a snake who roams around. <laughs> And eats people from time to time. And I guess I just, I'm here now. And people are dead, right? So now I have to like, what, restart civilization? I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to drain, you know, I don't know how to like do plumbing and Look, stuff. I we don't, don't need to think about any of that stuff. We just need to think about picnics and Playstations and ice cream and everything is great. Frankly, I don't like to think about that. I like good, positive, up thoughts. If you failed me in that way, well, you know, replacing Mr. Trick was chore enough. <laughs> Oh, come on, don't worry. Drink up. There's nothing uncool about healthy teeth and bones. 10 out of fucking 10. 45 for the episode. <laughs> Number three for the season. Thanks, Sugar Right Daddy. above The Freshman and right below Something Blue. I think this... Because, okay, look. That tape and her reaction to it and faith in this episode confirms all those things that we said was ambiguous during season three about their relationship and how... Yeah important it was for her and how everything like this just really sews that up nice i think no i like that they devoted a lot of time to it we got to see a good whole take of him doing stuff yeah well that's just like confidence that's good i mean the episode sucks but at least you're confident to like put it out there Mm -hmm. even though it's trash so (laughs) commendable to doug petrie for putting it out there stacia do you want to rank this (laughs) it's gonna be super high yeah. So uh, really high. One of seventy-one. Oh shit. Sorry. Um. Yeah. It's um. Sixty-three. Mm. Out of seventy-one. Mm. Ooh, yeah. So it's the lowest of the season. Hell yeah. <laughs> Below a new man and reptile boy. Dang. And above, I oh. robot you, Jane, and which which I struggled with. I wasn't sure. If yeah. I wanted to put it lower. <laughs> frankly. Yeah. I think there were some more fun moments in those episodes than in this one. We're mm. dumb. That was good. It's such a simple line, but so it wasn't enough to save this train wreck. I guess in one of the drafts, he overwrote the shit out of that, too, and Joss cut it all out. Which is for the best. Oh, which is for the best. Yeah. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And it was delivered perfectly. That's great. Uh, no, this episode is not good. And, um, but you know, we're se- four seasons in. <clears throat> I don't know. I like, I get, you got to bring faith back and you got to do all the beats. So I have a lot of sympathy for like, you've got to do the stuff to make faith, faith. And I hate faith, but it's consistent, (laughs) but it's consistent. I feel the exact same rage that I felt back in season three. And there's something to be said for that. So you did a good job of like, amount of reiterating that she's the bad guy. Yeah. I do. Yeah. True. I was was confused through most of (laughs) it. And then at the end, I didn't know what to think because then Buffy said five by five and it's like, oh, well, Buffy's the bad guy. Clearly. I don't know. Because I don't know what that hand contraption thing did. No one will know. I mean, we had murdered that demon. (laughs) 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 Who had a wife and kids and (laughs) had a life that he, you know, he he was just here. He heard somehow that she got out of the coma. (laughs) <laughs> and needed to deliver this package. Yeah. The nurse had a lot of people to call. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was like, shit. Gotta start the phone tree. Fuck. I'm flipping right. through her little phone book. Her little Rolodex. Oh, my God. It's nice. incredible. 
Um, no, so uh, Bad Girls was at 86, and I put this one below Bad Girls at 87. Uh, feels right to put them together. Uh, Consequences is is one below this year's girl. So Consequences is a worse episode. Sure. But it's that season three trash. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Just got to take it out and deal with it. Take <laughs> out the trash. And we talked about Billy, right? So Lie to Me was, is the next one down from there. And Revelations is one down. So I don't know. It's it's harder to at this point because it, it was fun. It was fun to talk about. It was a well, you know, executed for the face stuff. So I'll give him that. But. It was, a, it was a mess. It's unfortunate that we're here. We have to do that. And Adam is such a bad, bad guy that it's like, uh, this yeah. is, we if we're going to see, if we're going to, if they did this for the glory stuff, which I just assume is better, like it's just like more consistent and throughout. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, You should have done this earlier in the season, right? And then you had a, uh, that's fine. Then do a, an Adam bad guy at the end. But it's weird to like, hey, we just got introduced to the bad guy. And then, oh, remember? Fifth? Immediately. Yeah. To, that is a good point. We could have done this earlier in the season and it made a little bit more sense. And I think it's just like, hey, we had a lot of really good episodes earlier in the season. Yeah. So now we're gonna... We gotta put something in there. Well, that's this year's girl in the books. What a great fucking episode of television. Stacia, do you have anything else to say about it? No. Dan, do you have anything else to say about this fantastic episode of television? You said fantastic episode of television like you're some cool monster fighter. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for the exciting conclusion. Who are you? Which right? hopefully is better than <laughs> this one, right? Uh, written and directed by Jurassic Weedon, I do believe. I know it it's at least better. written by him. No way. Well, yeah. All right. We're, we're good. So we're the the payoff is coming, I guess. I don't know. I think it's, I think the I first half that opening is great. Shot. Well, the that first, first half is great. And I think shot. it kind of falls apart. All I thought about was when she said, I'm going to sleep with Riley. And then I was like, oh, no. She does. That's so gross. That's so gross. It is gross. Uh, That definitely won't cause any turmoil in the relationship. uh, But can't wait to talk about it next time. Please join us then. Until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Bye. Dan, say goodbye. I keep forgetting that that you do this twice over. (laughs) Grr. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. How did you get out? Go on. has failed, utterly and completely. But on the other hand, heck, maybe we won. (laughs) And right now, I'm on some jumbo monitor in the Richard Wilkins Museum, surrounded by a bunch of kids sitting Indian style and looking up at my face, filled with fear and wonder. (laughs) Hi, kids. (laughs) But the realist in me tends to doubt it. Now, Faith, as I record this message, you're uh, sleeping. And the doctors tell me that you might never wake up. I don't believe that. Sooner or later, you will wake up. And when you do, you'll find the world has gone and changed on you. I wish I could make the world a better place for you to wake up in. But 
Tough as it is to accept, we both have to understand that even my power to protect and watch over you has its limits. See, the hard pill to swallow here is that once I'm gone, your days are just plain numbered. Now, I know, I know you're a, you're a, you're a smart and capable young woman in charge of her own life. But the problem, Faith, is that um, there won't be a place for you in the world anymore. By now, I bet you're feeling very much alone. But you're never alone. You'll always have me. And you'll always have this. <laughs> Go ahead, open the box. Don't worry, it's not gonna bite. That's my job. <laughs> Go ahead, open it. Surprise! See, you don't get these in any gumball machine. When you've been around as long as I have, you make friends, and some of them forge neat little gizmos, like the one you're holding right now. And here's the good news. Just because it's over for my face, doesn't mean she can't go out with a bag. We don't knock during dark rituals. I've got two words that are gonna make all the pain go away. Miniature, golf. I make these words my pledge to you. Never again. Had to be Adam who killed it, but why? He's studying biology.